0: So today we're going to be talking about something that I actually think is really important when it comes to having your most passionate and prosperous life and business, and that is boundaries. So last week, a client came to her session with wanting to talk about her relationships, both professionally and personally, and some experiences that she was having that she wanted to change, which is really great because that's actually what coaching should be and what it's about, right? It's about recognizing what experiences you might be having that you would like to change or have different ones or up level. And when she started giving me some of the the details, you know, about what experiences she was having and, and, and some of the circumstances around them, our whole session ended up turning to uh, boundaries. And this idea of how important it is to be able to establish boundaries in pretty much every area of your life and the fact that human beings don't always like to be the boundary setters because it brings up a whole bunch of other stuff that we also like don't like to feel, which is that we start you know, wondering if other people are going to get mad at a boundary or if they're going to be annoyed with us or if we're going to seem selfish or like jerks um, or unavailable. And we create all of these stories around boundaries. I even think the word sometimes can be a little bit intimidating. Um, But the truth is, is figuring out how to create, have, establish, and enforce boundaries that are important to you in your life and business um, is is essential. It's critical to your well-being and to your happiness. I really do believe that. So what's also interesting is this bad boy, this episode, is actually coming out in real time because I know some of you listen every single uh, Wednesday when the episode drops on December 21st, 2022, which will happen to be right in the throes of the holiday season, which is a time of year that actually brings up a lot of boundary stuff for people because it's often a time when you're going to be around more family, um, loved ones, uh, where there's a lot more demand, right, for you to, like, attend things or to socialize where it can feel like you're really, really busy and therefore you start like sort of sacrificing some of the things that might be important to you uh, and your well-being. So this should be really good timing for a lot of you that we're going to be talking about boundaries right around this time of year. So what exactly are boundaries? Like what's the definition? So a definition of personal boundaries is that personal boundaries are the limits and rules that we set for ourselves within relationships, right? And I want to also be very clear that the relationship can also be the one that we have with ourselves, right? So our boundaries um, are really important because they're how we actually set the rules that we want for ourselves, right? So yes, it involves relationships, but we're, I'm even going to talk to you a little bit about some of the boundaries that we may need to set just for like our relationship with ourselves like with for our mindset. So you know the the actual definition saying limits and rules I think that that is where things get a little bit confusing because when we hear those words limits and rules they sound harsh they sound strict they sound um in a way they sound they, they sound limiting right the word limit it's limiting. And so when we hear the word boundaries or we think about setting or creating boundaries, I think sometimes we just naturally associate it with something that's harsh and that keeps things out. Now, in some cases, our boundaries are there to keep certain things out, but that's not all that they're for and that's not the only way to express them. So when I think about boundaries, I think of boundaries as the overall essential managing of one's life, right? When I think about boundaries, I think that boundaries are what we get, right? This is like we get to put them in place in order to manage our own experience to the best of our ability because we can't control everything. But boundaries are one of the few things that we actually can control. So when you think about Your life experience as a human, as a human, right? Living on the planet, um, there aren't that many things in your control. You're mostly in control of your own actions. Obviously, you're in control of your own thoughts, but pretty much everything that you're in control of only has to do with like you and your person. But we are subject all of the time to the variables and the outside circumstances, right? Everything external to us. We don't have control over it. The only thing that we have control over when it comes to the external, the outside, is what we let in and out. You know, meaning like how we relate to our environment. And a lot of that is boundaries. And so when someone doesn't have whatever we want to call it clear boundaries or have the um the fortitude right or the courage to exert any boundaries to put those limits or the rules around life around their experience they often experience life in a in a way that doesn't feel good to them right in a way that feels like they're being taken advantage of or that they're being walked all over or that um people expect too much from them or that they um, are afraid of letting people down or disappointing people. Um, And therefore, they end up being a people pleaser, right? And over over delivering, saying yes to too many things, um, saying yes to things that don't feel in alignment. um, And the list goes on and on. So when we don't have clear boundaries, Our experience of life starts to feel like it's not our own. Our experience of life starts to feel like we're being pulled in every direction, that we have no control, right, over our time and our energy, and it's exhausting. It can be really depressing. It leads to burnout. It leads to resentment. It leads to anger. Um, It leads to... Uh, having really low or no self-worth or I mean, these are not good things. So when you think about the importance of boundaries and how having boundaries and knowing how to utilize them to your advantage and knowing how to put them in place and create them, right? When you think about how important that is and and all of those 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 possible um negatives, right? Nobody wants to feel those things like they're burnt out and overextended and there's too many demands on them and they have nothing left for themselves and they're empty, right? And 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 having low self-worth. If you think about boundaries as being an important antidote to those things, it starts to make it um, much more interesting, I think, to look at yourself and your own life situation and get curious around where you might be able to start to put some more of this structure in place, right? So if anything, we could think of boundaries as structure. Without boundaries, you have no structure. And without structure, everything feels chaotic and everything feels like a swirl and like it's the unknown. And the human brain doesn't like that. So what's funny is that sometimes... The putting in place or the exertion of the boundaries, as I said before, can actually also bring up some feelings. But I think that some of the really important work that we get to do as people who are interested in our personal growth and development, in up-leveling, in um, being the best communicators that we can be, in being leaders, right? Leaders in any way, meaning you could be leading a movement or being the leader of a community or a group, as well as just being the leader of your family or being a leader for the people being a leader at work. being a leader means being someone who's really interested in 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 uh, optimizing, right? their way of communicating and having relationships, right? Otherwise, there's no such thing as a leader. Like you're not a leader if you're not in relationship with people and if you're not optimizing your ability to communicate and if you're not always working on your own mindset and belief system because a true leader, a great leader, is a leader who is the one who's doing the work to be able to show up for everyone else without making everything personal or or make it about them. So a real leader is not someone who makes everything about themselves. It's the opposite. A true leader is someone who has the ability to make everyone else feel like it's about them, (laughs) right? So let's talk a little bit about what it looks like when or where in our life, like boundaries are really important, like everywhere. But I'm just going to kind of like outline this and list it a little bit. So we can desire to have boundaries with our inner circle, right? Our loved ones, um, th- literally our partners, our spouses, our our parents, our our children, right? The inner circle of loved ones, it is important to be able to have boundaries around those relationships. That's why in this current time, I told you this is going to release during the holidays, why this comes up a lot for people around the holidays. We get to have boundaries around our friendships and our, you know, social lives. We get to have boundaries when it comes to our client relationships We get to have boundaries if we work for someone, like with an employer or a boss or coworkers and we or colleagues, right? So we get to have boundaries around the people that we're professional with. And then we also get to have boundaries around what we expose ourselves to or what we I call it let into our senses. So as you know, I Uh, you know, come from the yoga world. I come from the yoga background, uh, and I'm a scholar and I love yoga philosophy. And in the eight limbs of yoga, which is the, the out, the outline, right? Of the, of the practice of yoga. Um, the fifth limb of yoga out of the eight limbs. And I taught the eight limbs in an episode not that long ago is called Pratyahara and the, exact translation or a a translation since there's no perfect translation of Sanskrit is withdraw from the senses to withdraw or creating a withdrawal from the senses. And after studying this, 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 the, the, um, yoga sutras and the eight limbs of yoga for many, many years, I really came to understand that what it's really referencing is controlling what we, what we allow in, like what we put into our senses and recognizing that everything that enters into your sacred temple, right? Your sacred temple of your body mind, right? Should be thoughtful that you, that, so letting in what you see with your eyes, right? Cause your eyes are a sense of like what you take in visually, what you take in through your ears, uh, what you take in through your mouth, obviously, eating, what you smell, so what you take in through your your nose, and what you, you know, what you feel, what you touch, what what you allow onto your skin, right? That That there's an important attention to be paid on what we let into our senses. That is a form of boundaries as well, right? So when we think about boundaries, it's not always just about, Our relationship with others other human beings and the outside world but it's also the relationship that we have with like our stimuli and our circumstances and what we choose to allow in to our bodies and our minds and our souls because that is really sacred that is really important and it should feel to you like you're able to choose what that is for obvious reasons there are things that can go into your senses that are not going to serve you at the highest level. There are things that can go into your senses that are going to be bad for you, right, that are going to cause um, feelings, emotions, um, and physical sensations that are not going to serve you at the highest level. So that's what we're talking about here when we talk about boundaries. And, you know, I just had this uh, flash, uh, a moment of a very long time ago, like years ago, when um, a, a, a client, a different client brought something to me and I brought up the idea that what she was asking me about was boundaries. And we have this whole conversation and she ends up saying to me that she never knew that boundaries had to do with like behavior or how you manage your relationships with people, she only thought that boundaries had to do with physical space. Like when people are like, you know, like intruding on your physical space, like close talkers or people that like don't realize that they're like infringing on your personal space. That was the only um, reference that she had for boundaries. And after we had this conversation about how boundaries are about, your relationships and about how you establish, and we're going to be talking in a moment, I'm going to add the word now, lovingly establish the rules of a relationship because this is going to be the key to everything, you guys, Um, that that's what boundaries are. And she had no idea. This was like a 30-something-year-old woman and she had never even heard of this. And that was like this huge light bulb moment for me as a coach where I was like, oh my God, Like there are people out there that don't even realize that you get to think about the way that you want to interact with the people in your world and in your life and that if you know that you need to have some sort of rules or clarity around what around what that looks like that you're allowed to do that and that there's a way to do it that's not going to make someone feel that you're pushing them away or that you are a jerk which again is, I think, one of the number one fears. So most of the time, people assume that if they establish or set a boundary, that somehow the other person is going to not like it or that they're going to have some negative response to it. And what I want to tell you is that actually, the majority of the time, it's the opposite that the majority of the time when people don't feel that they understand the best way to relate to you or connect with you or like, you know, what your boundaries are, it's less comfortable for them to interact with you than when they do understand your clear boundaries. Now, that's very meta because it doesn't necessarily mean that you've sat down and said to them, here are my boundaries. Boundaries only have meaning when you embody them and exert them energetically and they're in place for a period of time. And what happens is that you don't have to always like outline them or or exert them in a forceful way because when you're embodying them, when you know for sure internally, and this is where we're going with this, what you're available for and what you're not available for, the way that you behave and the way that you act and the way that you express yourself, that comes through without you always having to be super, super, um, you know, like like to articulate it. Now, on the other hand, sometimes it is really important to articulate boundaries, right? Especially in professional settings. But when it comes to your managing of your personal life and the way you want to experience your life. And even with your friends and family, it's not always that you have to sit people down and give them a list of rules and make them feel something, which you can never do. You can't make anyone feel anything, but you know, like have the fear that they're going to you know, think, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you sitting me down and giving me a list of rules? Whereas when you embody your boundaries and you know how to communicate because you're a leader and because that's your interest, your interest is in continuing to evolve and grow personally and professionally so that you can keep on up-leveling, right? A big part of that is that your communication skills get better and better. And if you're listening to this and you're a coach, I think it's really important for you to know that, like, your communication skills are your, that's your most important skill, right, as, as a coach. And so not only is it important when you're actually in session with somebody, but it's very important when it comes to the way you run your business, that what actually feels more professional to people is when they know what the boundaries are. And it's not necessarily that you have to outline it for them as a law, although we're going to talk in a moment about contracts, but when they just feel that it's the way you operate, they don't always need to be told. One of the things that I think is amazing about my business is that I give my one-on-one clients pretty much free reign. I tell my one on one clients that they have unlimited access to me, meaning in between our sessions, they can send me, and you've heard me talk about this app, Voxer. They can send me messages through Voxer. They can email me. They can, you know, reach out to me. And in all of the years, in four and a half years plus of having my business, I don't feel that anyone has ever taken advantage of me or overstepped their boundaries or, you know, behaved in a way where, where I had to to feel like I had to go back to them and say, you can't text me at this time or vox me or whatever. So what's really interesting is that for me, the boundaries are there and they don't get abused. Like, I don't feel that people abuse my time or my energy. And... I don't necessarily feel like I have to sit down and like and and tell people about boundaries and rules as if that's what I'm telling them. But instead, what I get to tell them is what I'm available for and what they get. And this is something that I'm hoping you're going to take away from today's episode that maybe your discomfort or your fear or whatever may come up for you when it comes to establishing those rules and limits and the container and what, you know, and, and, uh, and how you'd like for people to um, treat you or, or what they should expect of you or, you know, that I'm hoping that when you hear me talk about you getting to decide what you're available for, And not only what you're not available for, that that will actually help you to lovingly embrace putting down some boundaries for yourself. So what you are in control of is not only your actions, but also how you say the things, how you communicate, right? What you're not ever in control of, and this is so important. What you're not ever in control of is someone else's thoughts, feelings, reactions, emotions. So when you are operating in your own life from a place of fear of how other people are going to respond to or feel about your rules that you have in place for yourself, not for them. The rules that you have in place for your life and your business, when you're operating from a fear that other people aren't going to like that and how it's going to make them feel, that's a problem because the truth is, is you can never control what someone else is thinking or feeling and you have no control and shouldn't even want to have control Over how someone else may feel about your um, boundaries, about the things that you feel are important for you in order for you to have the experience in life and business that you would like to be having. No one else gets to have a say in what you know is what you need in order to have the experience that you would like to be having. Now does it get complicated? Are relationships complicated? Yeah, they are. And one of the biggest things that complicates relationships is what we're talking about right now. It's when one person's idea of what the other person should be available for, right? It's when that's not the same between two people. It's when one person has an idea and the other person has a different idea about, about often boundaries that problems arise. So what do we do about that? Well, one of the things that is in our control is we can become really good at communicating. I've been saying this. And what we can do is learn how to see our boundaries and what we would like other people to respect, see, acknowledge, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, to have them see it as well. To instead of them feeling that we are shutting them out, closing a door, um, putting a limit on what we're available for or what they can have from us, that instead we frame it around what we are available for. And what we are interested in offering giving. Now, it doesn't mean that we are not sometimes also put in a position where we have to say what we're not available for. But when we accompany that with what we are available for, we help the other person, even though it's not our responsibility, we help the other person to have a better experience of us exerting our limits. So I'm going to say that again. When we accompany letting someone know what we're not available for, which is sometimes the way we present a boundary, with what we are available for, meaning we come from a place of generosity and openness and love and not limitation, that very often helps the other person to have a better experience. In that dynamic. And I love that. I think it's really important. I don't want to be a person that makes other people feel badly. And I'm going to tell you, I've talked about this actually on the show when it comes to business. Many months ago, I made an episode, I don't remember which one it was, where I talked about how I think it's always so interesting when coaches or service providers present their offer with a list of restrictions and what they're available for. And it comes out in this really limiting way, right? Like, you know, you're only allowed to, you know, text me or send me three total emails, you know, for our whole time working together or some shit like that. And on that episode, I talked about instead of thinking that like a contract or an agreement with a client is about a set of rules which do have to be there, don't get me wrong, but if it's presented from a place of like, here's what you're getting, here's what's available, here's the, here's the generosity, here's what's going to feel abundant, here's what's going to feel like you're getting so much, that actually creates a different dynamic with a client than them get feeling that there's a limit on what actually they get from you. Now, you have to present that in the right way, but there is a way to do it. So I wanted to go into ways that we can create boundaries or what it looks like, because that's the other thing is that I think that sometimes... Um, when, when, when you hear the word boundaries, it, it sounds and feels like this really harsh thing that you'd have to like start implementing by calling up everyone, you know, and being like, I have some new boundaries. Here they are. <laughs> right. But that's not really how it has to go. I actually believe that if you start to think for yourself about what experience you'd like to be having and you start to look at the ones that you're having that you're not liking, that have to do with boundaries, that you can then make some proactive, really empowering choices for yourself and start putting them in place. And as I said earlier, other people will start to, understand that 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 like what you're available for and what you're not available for and it may not be that you have to come right out and say i'm not available for that although that is one of the ways that we have to have boundaries so i've made a list of things that i think are this is how i feel that i establish my boundaries and i want to share this with you in in hopes that it's going to help you okay so number 1 The main reason why we have boundaries, like the most important reason why we have boundaries is that boundaries protect our three most important resources, commodities, right? Our time, our energy, and our money. Now you have other resources that look i mean if you feel like you have to have a boundary around like food sharing or something you know that like it you know if you if you think that like you live in a house and you have to create very clear boundaries around food, which you may right now that I come to think of it i'm like if you have roommates or you live in a dorm or maybe even if in the family, you know, like there are certain foods that like you don't want to go to the closet at a pantry or refrigerator and find that they are not there anymore because everyone ate them before you had a chance to. That could be a kind of boundary. So let's add that in as protecting your resources. But I wanted to start this whole like kind of how to put boundaries in place with remembering that the thing that you're doing is you're protecting your three most important resources, your time, your energy, and your money. And so when it comes to making clear and empowered decisions about what you do with your time, where you spend your energy and where you spend your money, I think it's very helpful to really ask yourself you know, in that moment, How is this going to impact any one or all three of these really important resources? And am I willing to have that experience or to be impacted in that way? Am I willing to give up my time? Am I willing to give up my energy? And am I willing to spend my money? And knowing your own values And being really connected to what's most important to you about your time, energy, and money is going to help you to make the more empowered decisions when it comes to making choices that involve other people and yourself, to be honest with you. Again, it's not always about other people. Sometimes it's about you making a decision about how you want to spend your time and having a boundary around what is most important to you when it comes to your time, right? So it could even be about, well, we're going to go to number two, which is going to cover what I'm about to say. So number one, it's remembering that the whole reason to have boundaries is because boundaries are how you protect your three most important resources, your time, your energy, and your money. So when it comes to creating, having, or enforcing a boundary, You get to remember this because it's very empowering when you think about you're not selfish, you're not an asshole, it's not arbitrary, you're not. When you get to trace back your decisions and your choices to how you want to use these three most important resources, it's going to help you override any of the other, like, weird human brain thoughts that you might be having about feeling about being guilty, about feeling like you're you're not generous or that you're selfish or that, you know, you're not a good person or that you're not fun. Like all of those thoughts that could come up when you're making important choices, hopefully reminding yourself that the reason that you're making those choices is because you are protecting your three most important resources. Hopefully that'll help you override some of that idea of that you're selfish or that you're, you know, that you're not, you know, that you're not a good person or a good partner or a good parent or a good sister or brother or whatever. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about is what Uh, You may have heard this in other like coaching spheres or whatever, but it's called honoring your yes and your no. And one of the things that I spend the most time on (laughs) for myself is my calendar. And I have rules around my calendar. And my mine and my husband's meaning our joint calendar and 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 the amount of things that we say yes to socially the amount of um commitments we make uh, what days are really important for us to keep sacred and free without plans how early or late I start my day you've heard me talk about this um, how early or late I end my day um, so I do get. Um, comments and pushback from people, my friends and family when, you know, and I don't like it. I don't like when people like make snide remarks to me like, oh, well, you're so busy. I'm not that. Well, I am busy. But when I'm making a plan with someone and I say, hey, let's look at next month or even six weeks out, it's not because I'm booked every single day until that day. I would never do that to myself. It's the opposite. It's because I pull the lens back and I look at everything that's going on in my life. You heard me talk about this in the episode called road mapping, or something about road mapping. Um, I pull the lens back and I look at everything I have going on from a work point of view and from a social point of view and from an eating point of view. Like I'm even really, really, I have boundaries around how many times I'll I'll make a plan to go out for dinner with people in a week because I know that if I eat out a certain amount of days in a row, I'm going to feel like shit. It happens to me even when we go away on a vacation for pleasure. I don't like it. So believe me, when I'm at home in New York City and someone's like, oh, let's get a dinner on the calendar. I'm looking at the calendar and I'm going, great. How is such and such a date? And what I've done is I've looked at all of my weeks and where I already have other plans. Now, obviously, I make exceptions, like if someone's coming into town and they're only going to be here for two nights or, you know, but in general, I'm very, very protective of my calendar schedule. And I even like when I'm booking with my clients, you know, for the for the upcoming month, I very often try to preserve or reserve a day where I don't have any client calls, um, at least one or two out of my work week, I only also I only take clients four days a week, one day a week is reserved for business things or discovery calls. So I am very boundaried when it comes to my calendar. And I don't feel that it restricts me. I think that the mindset, for example, of I better make myself available at all times or I won't be able to find clients that want to work with me unless I'm available at all hours. I did a lot of work to get over that mindset because I came from the fitness world, right? Where I taught yoga classes and... You know, a very popular time to teach classes when you're in the fitness world is what? Evenings and weekends. Because a large majority of the people that are your students, clients, work. And they want to go do their workout class after work or on the weekend. And when I, for many years, when I was building my my bank account as a yoga teacher, I taught at all hours at night, on the weekends. Now, I think that sometimes you do have to make those choices when you're in the early stages, when you're in a build mode, right? I don't regret that I did that, but... There came a point as my life evolved, as I got older, as I became more successful, where I got to make different choices that served me better. Once I started realizing that leaving my apartment at 6 o'clock at night to go teach a yoga class when it was already dark and cold, once I realized that I resisted doing it and that I didn't like doing it so much to the point where – I didn't enjoy going and teaching, which would absolutely then energetically come through in my class. I made the decision not to teach at night anymore. Those are boundaries, you guys. It's you setting the boundaries for how you want to create the best experience for yourself in your life and maybe even for others. Now, like I said, does that mean that when you're first starting out, if let's just go back to fitness instructor or yoga teacher, if you're starting out and you don't have any classes and students and or money and you want classes, students, and money, yeah, in the beginning, you have to take everything that comes your way. Right? So for many years, I actually taught yoga at 6:15 in the morning. And if if you know me, that's not my my time of day for that. It's my time of day for me, but not for that. But anyway, that's a form of boundaries. Really honoring your calendar schedule is and, and look, I get it. I know that some of you listening to this are my current clients. I know that you have kids, little kids. I understand that you don't have the same ability that I have to just run your calendar for like you and your partner or even just you alone. I know it's very different when you have like, you know, kids and that adds another component, but that doesn't change the fact that you still get to control the calendar for you, for your kid, right? And make empowered decisions for the both of you that work for the both of you. And I know that that may sound, you may be hating me right now, but I am telling you that it's possible. Now, one of the difficult things to do is to start to make these changes when you've never had them before, right? So you've got, things are like chaotic and running amok and you've got no time for yourself, Honoring your yes and your no and starting to reshape and redo the way that you allow things to be put on your calendar, that doesn't happen overnight. And that's not a transition that everyone's going to love. Not only your inner family, but also the people that it impacts like outside of you. But if you really, really want to establish a life for yourself where you're loving your experience then that may be a choice that you decide that you want to make. And it may be slow in the figuring out. It may be that, like, it's not till the next school year that things really start to balance out, but it is possible. Okay, here's the next way that I practice boundaries. Planning ahead. So it's related to the calendar thing, but I can't tell you how many people I know that again, they make little remarks where they even mock me for like planning ahead. I just planned out my entire 2023 work calendar. I'm an entrepreneur. I do tons of events, workshops, trainings. I have an academy. I have clients. I have group things that have to be set on the calendar. I can't just be like winging it. I can't tell people, oh, pay for this program and then I'll let you know when we're gonna meet. I have my whole year mapped out, all of my launches, all of my strategies. Why? Not because it stresses me out, because it's the opposite. Because then when I start looking at other things like, when are we going to go visit my mom in Texas? When are we going to go visit my husband's mom in in uh, what Arlington, Virginia? Um When are we going to take our vacations? When, uh, are, are can, would, is it a good night to get tickets to a Broadway show? When would I like to go to a concert? I can see if it's not going to be a good, I go to all of my coaches retreats. That's another travel. I'm going to a podcast conference in March, 2023. I have to plan all of these things in order to make them happen. Right, I can't tell you how many people I know that miss out on things, can't do things, or feel completely overwhelmed and stressed when they are doing things, even things that they enjoy, because they didn't plan ahead. Planning ahead is a form of boundaries. It's a form of structure. It's a way of managing your experience so that you can have the one that you want to have. And not always be the person not being able to say yes to things or do things because you basically fucked yourself over because of the way you set your shit up. And I see it happen all the time. I'm not trying to sound like you're an idiot. I'm just saying like it it gets me a little riled up because I know that there's a solution. And yet, very often, crazy human being brains resist solutions because what are solutions most often there are changes. Most often the solution to your problem is making a change. You don't have good boundaries. In order to get them, you're going to have to make some changes and the change time is going to be a little uncomfortable. The transition time. Okay. One of the other ways that you get to establish boundaries is by saying no. No is a complete sentence and you can say no to things. And again, this is if you have a hard time saying no and you have a whole bunch of stories about what other people, right, are going to, you know, think, say, or do about you saying no, I'm here to invite you to look at the fact that that's your own story. You may have had an experience of saying no to someone and not liking their response. But then you get to make a decision about whether or not you're willing to have your life experience made less desirable because someone else doesn't like your no. Again, there are always nuances to things. This is not all cut and dry, black and white, right? Obviously, the way that we communicate our no is also important, and we're going to get to that. But knowing That no, okay, is something that is a boundary in and of itself is really important. So is yes. That's why knowing what you are available for is just as important as knowing what you're not available for. When you say yes to something, you are also addressing your boundary because what you're saying is, I have room for that in my container, I understand my limits, I understand my (laughs) outline, and I have room for that. So when you say yes to something, technically, you're also establishing a boundary because you're letting yourself and someone else know that you are available and that you have room for that. Who here? I'm about to do what I do on Zoom, but you're not here with me, but you can do this. You're on your own. You can raise your hand. Who here has ever said yes to something and then totally regretted it? Because the truth is, is that it, there's no room for it within your boundaries. And now is it actually serving you or the other person? Because guess what? When you say yes to something and then the other person knows that it's not working for you and that it's actually like, you know, um, that you don't really have room for it and that you're resenting it or that you're regretting that you said yes, guess what? They pick up on it. They feel it. So might it not have been better to just have like lovingly told them no, rather than saying yes, when your own story was the story about how you had to say yes, because of how it would make them feel, but what you're not thinking about is how it feels to them when they, when you did say yes, and now they're fully aware of the fact that like, it wasn't a good yes. Right? So yeses and nos are boundaries. And they're letting yourself and someone else know what your container is. Remember, that's what a boundary is. It's outlining a container. It's creating structure. Okay. What's another way that we get to have boundaries? deciding when, what, where, how much we're going to let into our senses. So I have a major boundary, which is that I don't turn the TV on in the morning. Now, I'd like to have a little better boundaries around looking at my phone or social media. I kind of vacillate. I kind of go in and out. But if I You know, if I was to help you with boundaries around your phone, around social media, around the news, around what you let go into your senses, I would recommend all kinds of things for you, like that you could turn off your notifications. I have one client who decided that how one way she was going to have boundaries around social media and the phone in the morning was to leave her phone in the other room overnight. Now, there are certain things that I'm going to admit I'm not willing to do when it comes to my phone because I have a senior citizen mom, and I and I have a father who died when I was 19, and I live in fear that people are going to die and that I'm going to get a phone call in the middle of the night on an emergency, and so I don't turn off my phone. I, my phone is always on, and the sound is always on unless I'm with a client. And you know what? I'm okay with that. But it's a choice that I make. I don't do it because I feel like I have to if i if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. I would turn my phone off. I wouldn't answer my phone, but that's a that, that's how I establish that boundary for myself. but you need to know. If letting in phone, text, sound, social media, TV, whatever that outside stimuli, you know, are, if you know that that contributes negatively to your experience, and I'm not saying 24 seven, I'm just saying, if you know that it's not healthy for you to wake up in the morning and go down a social media fucking rabbit hole, then you have to create a boundary for yourself around that. You might call it a habit, I think habits and boundaries are very, very um, uh, related. Sometimes they're the same thing, right? Habits, boundaries, they're the things that we put in place for ourselves to manage our experience of ourselves and in the world. They're essential, they're necessary. Otherwise, you're living in a chaotic feeling that everything is just running amok, Another form of boundaries is having really clear contracts. Now, we could go into a whole other episode about how contracts are also like unspoken things in families, but what I'm referencing right now here is literally client contracts. When you agree to do work with people, it's your job to outline the scope of work and the expectations. And if you do that right off the bat, and it's in your contract, and you're really clear about the way that you do work, then if you do have a problem and someone is overstepping those boundaries or, or not respecting them or whatever, then at least you can say, hey, listen, when we first started working together, we established that this was how this was going to go or whatever, right? So when people can reach out to you, Here's what the good, here's the, here's the part that I was saying before, if you let people know when you're available, instead of telling them what they can't do, saying, I will re, I will respond within X amount of time, right? Telling people what you're available for. If you have work where people are supposed to get work to you, if you do work where people are supposed to meet deadlines, you have to be really clear what those deadlines are for yourself and them. So clear contracts are really really important when it comes to professional boundaries. They are important for everyone, for you and for the other person. And when you are really clear when you are establishing those contracts and and when you say, "Hey, this is what this is what's within the realm or the scope of our work together," and you say it in a way that that is letting people know what you're available for and not only what you're not available for, you're going to get really good results. Again, there's always going to be an outlier. There's always going to be this person who doesn't read or doesn't take in or who who is self-centered or who just operates that way in the world and not only with you. But for the most part, if you're attracting people that are not, you know, problematic, then 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 having a clear contract goes a long way. The next thing that helps boundaries is consistency. So if you're erratic and you change the rules all the time, and sometimes you're really lax and you just, and you're not establishing any boundaries. And then one day you wake up and you're like, ah, and then you like want to establish a boundary out of nowhere. That's when you're going to find that the people around you are like, what the fuck? And you're over here like, oh, but I have a boundary. But if you never had it before and you've always been like wishy-washy and loosey-goosey and you've never been clear and all of a sudden you want to be clear one day out of nowhere just because it serves you you know, on that day, then that may be when you find that you do have a problem with other people respecting your boundaries or honoring them or even believing that you have them. So consistency is key. And what that means is that you know or you have to know that it takes some time for you over time being really consistent with how you establish what you're available for and what you're not available for energetically and that you show up like that all the time. That's when other people start to completely feel into like, those boundaries energetically. And it's not that you're saying like, you know, and like having to like declare or come out of nowhere, but it actually becomes integrated into the relationship, but it's only through consistency. So you have to be willing to stay consistent. If you say I'm not available for this and I am available for this, then you've got to be not available for that and available for this consistently, not randomly I hope that what you're getting out of all of this is that you are the only one who can actually be in control of your own boundaries. And when you get mad at other people for not respecting your boundaries, what's really important is that you are able to look at yourself and say, how did I not establish this in the best way? Because your only thing that you've control over is yourself. You never have control over how other people behave or how they act or what they do or say. So if you want good boundaries for yourself, it's always going to come from how you establish them. And if other people still don't respect the boundaries, then you get to decide if that means they just have to be eliminated. Okay, here's the next one. Get out of the habit of apologizing or explaining yourself whenever you establish a boundary. When you say I'm available for this or I'm not available for that or no, you don't have to apologize for it or over explain it or tell someone your entire life schedule or like feel like if you don't, they're not going to believe you. That's all coming from you. It's all coming from inside of you. If you feel that you have to apologize and explain for everything that you say, you're a yes or a no to. And if you keep apologizing and explaining, you're going to set the other person up for not believing, for not even believing you, right? And for thinking things. So getting out of that habit, it's your habit, you know? And I think that when we say that other people make us feel a certain way, I And I'm working on this for myself too, you guys, okay? Like, this is the work we get to do. This is how we get to become better and better in the world for ourselves, for our families, for our friends, for the people that we lead, for our communities, for our clients. This is the work we get to do so that we can become like, like you know, supernovas, Right? I want to be a supernova. I want to be someone who doesn't ever say, like, so-and-so made me feel like I had to X, Y, and Z. Because I teach and know that, like, no one can make you feel anything. You're feeling it. And then you get to make a choice. And I'm not saying that shitty things don't happen or that people don't act badly and that it doesn't make us feel or that we don't have a reaction to it. You can feel badly because of something that someone else did, but they didn't make you feel that way. You're feeling that way because that's how you're feeling about like a circumstance of yours. Okay, we're almost done. The next one is, this is the big one. Well, no, I saved these two for last, okay? Second to last. Communicate from a place of love, right? So whenever you're going to say no or whenever you're going to say, hey, listen, I wanted to talk to you about like this. It didn't feel really good when you did it this way. You might have to have that conversation, right? But you do it from a place of love. I really like it or love it when you do this, but when you do this, it doesn't really, like, it doesn't really work for me or that doesn't feel very good, right? So communicating from a place of love, always coming from a place of how is what you're about to communicate going to help you and the other person and your dynamic and your relationship? How is this in service of everyone and the greater good, right? How is this going to help you and that other person when you're communicating, acknowledging? And also, again, obviously there may be an outlier where you may actually think that you're talking to someone who's intentionally an asshole, but hopefully you're eliminating those people from your life. That's all I'm going to say. And the people that you are communicating with would not be intentionally coming from a place of harm or malice. And therefore when you say to them something in a loving way that lets them know that you're not accusing them of purposefully overstepping or in, or getting in the in their way or or you know or not honoring a boundary so that they don't have to necessarily feel that they're on the defense so communicating from a place of love and then finally This is the last important part that I want to share about boundaries. You have to do your own inner work about your worthiness because otherwise the people pleasing and the over delivering and the, and the, you know, letting people walk all over you or the, um, the lowering of your prices, um, the, the, the discounting, the giving people more than what you wanted to give for the money, um, all kinds of things will continue to happen if you don't do your own inner work about your worth. Not having boundaries can be traced back to essentially a feeling that you don't deserve or that you're not worthy of protecting those three commodities, time, energy, and money. You are worthy of that. Those three resources are all you got and you need to protect them. And if you're questioning, if you're worthy of that, I'm here to tell you it's your birthright. It's your birthright. It's your birthright to live in abundance. It's your birthright to feel an abundance of time, energy, and money, and not that the reason why you're feeling a scarcity or a lack of any of those three resources is because of outside circumstances. Now, I know I talk a big game and that you might have like a job where like your time and energy and money are being controlled by someone else. And I understand it, but there's still work that you can do for yourself. And ultimately, the work will be to extricate yourself from that situation. Because I believe that it's always possible to find like what is what does work for you. And again, it's uncomfortable and it's difficult to make big change. It's really hard to quit a job. It's really hard to quit a relationship, right? Because there's so much fear around it. But I've done it. I've had nothing. I've literally had nothing and quit a job. (laughs) I have literally left relationships when I thought that I'd never actually end up in a family. Like we could go deep. All of us can. We can all go deep into our like dark places that where we've been burned, where we have our fears. But I want you to know that any part of you that is afraid to or doesn't know how or you might not know how to put boundaries in place. Hopefully this episode was a start. And then hopefully if you need help, you, you'll you reach out to me or whatever um, or someone, but But the fear of putting them in place, the fear of protecting your resources, the fear of believing that you get to be the creator of the experience that you want to have, and that if you're not having that experience because of how much you're giving to other people or what you're saying yes to or what you're not saying no to, right, and that you're not managing your calendar and that you're not managing your schedule and that you're overextending yourself and that you're not paying attention basically So that you don't end up in these, like, in these, you know, uh, in these, like, times where, where there's just everything is converging at once. Like, basically, a clusterfuck is the word I was looking for. That if you keep finding yourself in those situations, I'm here to tell you that, like, that's in your control. And it may take time for you to start, like, putting all the pieces in place. And it may feel uncomfortable. And it may not be a fast transition. But... It's essential for you to get to have what you ultimately want. And if what you also really want is a successful business, then my God, you have to know how to create like the container. So rather than only thinking of boundaries as like limits and rules, I want you to think of it as like the container. It's you creating the container, the container for your life. And it's how you let other people know, like, like, like what that container looks like for you so that they can either like be a part of it or not, basically. So, um, I hope as always that this was helpful. It, I hope probably some, a little thought provoking, um, I do think this is really important work to do. This is the work that we do as coaches, like in a coaching partnership. As you heard me say, this is like what I help my clients with. So, you know, I want to end this by saying it's really important to remember that life and business are not separated. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So like, you know, when you work with someone like me, a master life coach and a business strategy expert, I'm not just looking at your business. I'm looking at all this stuff with you because this is your business, but this is how you create the success that you want. It's the deep life stuff. It's the deep mindset stuff. It's the deep identity stuff because without all of that, like the business isn't going to happen anyway, or it's going to happen and you're going to, or it's going to be like a flash in the pan or you're going to burn out or you're not going to get anywhere. Something. So, um, If you want to be inside of a container, right? That's amazing. Then I hope that you're, that you're considering joining us inside of the Passion and Prosperous Academy. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, the Passion and Prosperous, well, it's open. The doors are open for enrollment. Depending on when you're listening to this, It may be that we are starting in January or that it already started, but either way, you get to be a part of it because I waited four and a half years for this program of my dreams, which is one that does not have a start date. It it does have to have a start date to start in the first place, which is mid-January. But once it officially starts, you can join at any time. And your year in the academy starts from the day that you join and you get An unbelievable experience of being coached, of being mentored, of having resources, of doing all of this kind of work as well as all the work on your business, because you and your business are not different. If you want to have a business, you need to step fully into it as your whole self and do all the work to be like who you really want to be in the world so that you can do all the things you want to do so that you can have all the things that you want to have so if you're curious about the academy you want the details go to my website www.staceybrassrussell.com you can schedule a, a call with me we can talk about it and i can tell you all the ways that i think that the academy will help you if i think it will if i don't think it will i will tell you that too all right so if you're listening to this in real time or relative real time oh my goodness, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy new year, all the awesome things, okay? Um, There are going to be ways for us to be together right around the end of the year, beginning of the year. Um, Stay tuned for that. If you're not on my email list, make sure that you get on it. That's also at my website, StacyBrassRussell.com. And be on my email list so that you'll always know about all of the um, things that happen inside the Passion and Prosperous community, right? Because right now you're just listening to this on your headphones. But I have news for you there are other people here for you to connect with and they're awesome. Okay? So that's it. I'm sending you all the love and um and I'm getting ready I hope we're all going to have an amazing 2023. Bye.